All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to the pod. Uh, this is your boy Mayor talking. Um, joining my my co-host Brandon. How's it going, Brandon? It's going great. Can't really Hell- think of a cool nickname like you, so I'm just going with Brandon. It's all right. It'll it'll eventually get there, and we'll evolve together. And uh, we will be joined later by our uh, other friend Stash, who is uh, who's kind of a basketball fan, kind of not really, but uh, he's got some interesting takes. Uh, we've known him for a while, so he'll join us later. Um, this is our first episode, so go easy on us. I doubt we're gonna have any listeners, but you know, got to start somewhere, right? It, I'm just glad that. Matt is letting us do a podcast about the NBA because he doesn't care, yet he feels the need to come talk about the Mavs. So. Yes. And by Matt, we mean Stash, so we'll go by Stash. <laughs> it's a new nickname for him, so we're not the used to stash. saying it. So. The st- I don't know about The Stash. I'll just he doesn't him. even have a mustache, by the way. Wait, yes, he does. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he's got a pretty big caterpillar on his, uh, on his upper lip. But, um... Mm-hmm. This is purely basketball pod, so we're going to talk about mainly basketball takes. Um, we're coming in about halfway through. Uh, we're, not, we're, we're not about halfway through. We're about two-thirds of the way through the season. Yeah. All-star break's coming up. Basketball's starting to get really good now that football season's over, so I'm getting pretty pumped. And uh, full disclosure, me and Brandon, we're from, originally from Dallas, so we are diehard Mavs fans, but uh, we follow the NBA all over the league. We love a lot of the players. So we, uh, we just want to talk about the whole league. It's, it's funny basketball. I don't think it's our, my favorite sport or your favorite sport, but we both love talking about the NBA because it's full of just drama and people being petty and just, it's just the strangest league in the world right now. And I love it. So I just, I love talking about it. I mean, it, there definitely is more drama that happens. There's more Twitter beef. There's things happening every night as opposed to the NFL. There's games like once a week. So it's it's pretty uh it's pretty fun. So we'll go ahead and try to get started here. So the trade deadline just happened about a week or two about a week and a half ago. A week ago. ago. Yeah. A week ago. Uh I guess the we'll get into the Mavs talk uh later about Christoph Porzingis. Christoph. Um, yes. But I think the biggest story was actually a non-trade that happened, and that was Anthony Davis. So basically what happened is Anthony Davis and Rich Paul, his agent, were trying to get him to the L.A. Lakers, and LeBron was unsuccessful. He was trying to re- he was basically trying to get Magic Johnson to sell the whole team. I mean, what do you think, Brandon? Because... Like would it have been would it have been a smart move for them to actually trade AD for half of the Lakers team? I have so many opinions. First of all, just because I love arguing the other side, how sure are we that LeBron James went into Magic Johnson's office and said this has got to happen? Like I I know every talking head and every person on Twitter keeps blaming LeBron, but I think it's very likely that management can see that he had a groin injury already. He what he's thirty five this year. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, but his his timer is ticking. So I I don't know. I don't I don't buy the narrative that LeBron's pulling all the strings of the Lakers organization. I think that's stupid. But I do, I will say I think I think a team with LeBron and AD and 
you know, a bunch of people that they have to give 10 day contracts to and, you know, search the buyout market would be good. But I mean, I don't think that's a top five team in the West at all. Yeah. And I agree, especially with Magic Johnson. I mean, Magic Johnson for we're, we're kind of young. We're in like our late twenties, but man, Magic Johnson back in the day, I wish I got to see him live. He was insane. And he's probably got just as big of an ego as LeBron does. So if LeBron is calling all the shots, I highly doubt it in LA. So I'm sure Magic Johnson might call upon LeBron and ask him for some thoughts on stuff, but I guarantee you Magic Johnson's running the show there. So I I firmly believe he was the one trying to get AD to LA, and LeBron was just helping him out because his agent uh, is also the same agent as Anthony Davis. So Yeah, I think, I think Bill Simmons talked about... Um the whole AD switching to Rich Paul last year and um, the narrative probably just being, hey, I'll get you to LA sooner than you want to be there. Um, and obviously it backfired. Um, but another good point that I heard was, e- even though they would have had to get the team this year to get AD there, um, that's how you have to do it. I, I, with the Cavs, they had to get their team originally. Um, but you get that much more time, because say they trade for AD, this year then in the summer they're able to go out and sign some some more key players now they have to wait until the summer to maybe trade for ad but if they do they won't they will have no assets left to try to trade and get even more guys to surround lebron so it's just it it set them back and yeah i I would not want to be a lakers fan right now yeah i mean i think lebron when he first initially was going to come to la he's like okay hell yeah I got Paul George, you know, ready to go. I got some other players that I've been talking to ready to go. And just none of it materialized. And now he's on, he's the only good player on a pretty, you know, young and looks like right now shitty team, if you ask me. And he's trying to get some help, but I don't think he's going to, they might not even make the playoffs this year. And we'll get into our playoff picture later, but man, like they have such an uphill battle to climb. And I just, Obviously, LeBron's streak of eight straight finals is definitely, probably, most likely not going to happen. So Unless someone knocks out the Warriors in, like, round one or two, and then the Lakers get super lucky. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors just, they look unstoppable. And I, and I get why LeBron's wanting to get a super team together, because the Warriors are just so stacked. Mm-hmm. And um, they might, who knows, they, they'll probably win it all again. But, but yeah, like with this AD drama going on, Boston, what I, from what I'm hearing through the grapevine, is that Boston was talking to the Pelicans' ear like, hey, you know, wait till the summer. We'll give you a better offer than the Lakers are giving you right now. And that's where this LA-Boston rivalry is coming, kind of coming back into the picture, even though they're, both of the teams aren't playing at a higher level than they, sh- they used to back in the day. The rivalry's back on. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, uh, I, I don't know. It, it's it bugged me before the trade deadline that everyone felt like they needed to wait to hear Boston's offer. Um, part of me thinks uh, Danny Ainge was literally saying that just to screw over the Lakers because it's Boston, LA, and that he has no intention of putting Tatum on the table because he made it very clear to never outright say Tatum is on the table. He said things like. Oh, all players are on the table, or uh, we'll reevaluate. But he never straight up said, we will trade you Tatum. And so it's this weird thing where 
I think he could simply just not want AD with the Lakers. And then the other part of it, just from the basketball side of things, if Kyrie Irving walks, there's there's no way you give Tatum up for AD. And then you have AD and what, Marcus Smart, Rozier, and Al Horford. Like, that's barely an upgrade from the Pelicans team he's on right now. So I don't quite understand why everyone seems to think that Boston's the ideal spot for him. But I do like this behind-the-scenes Lakers versus Celtics kind of uh, coming back because our generation really hasn't gotten to experience that and it, it is fun I do like that part of it yeah and and I'm all on the train that says the Pelicans owner I mean they they come from a weird management the Pelicans management is also the same management that owns the New Orleans Saints so they're not they haven't been basketball owners for for, for too long and I think when it came down to like, hey, do we trade our best player? I think they were just like, why are we doing that? Why would we trade? I know we're all these leaks are coming out, which I you know we can. I don't I don't know who was leaking it, but I I bet you. I bet you someone you know either Rich Paul was leaking all these because because the Lakers tried to to strong arm the Pelicans into trading him, so I think they were leaking out all this stuff like, oh, the Lakers are offering all of these assets. Why aren't the Pelicans biting on this? And the trade wasn't that good. I mean, they're, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, those are the two highlights of the trade, and I don't, I don't know if that's worth it. I still, and I think I disagree, and I'm the total minority, but I think they should have made the trade because there's, there's too many factors that could change in the summer, and what, it, it's so easy to say, oh, we're not going to do that, and we're going to hope for something better in the summer. That's so easy, but at the end of the day in the NBA in a cutthroat league, you kind of have to take what's right in front of you and just, just spitballing. For example, what if um, Kyrie leaves Boston, which that doesn't even look like a stretch. All of a sudden Boston's like, heck no, we're not trading our franchise cornerstone and Jason Tatum. So now those offers between the Lakers and the Celtics are looking pretty similar. And then what if Atlanta gets the first pick or Memphis gets the first pick and they're getting Zion the Knicks aren't going to be able to trade that number one pick like everyone thinks they're able to. And then all of a sudden the Knicks are offering nothing. And so if that all shakes out, which isn't that unlikely, the Lakers can look look at the situation and offer less than what they were offering, you know, just a month ago. So I'm, I, I, I don't know. I think they I think they should have pulled the trigger when they had, what, almost four picks on the table and three pretty quality guys. I, I know people are low on him, but Kuzma just almost dropped 40 like two nights ago. Jeez. Well, so what was the the what was the biggest offer that the LA uh, offered to the Pelicans? Was it all four? Was it like Kuzma, Ingram, Ingram? Sorry, uh, uh, Lonzo Ball, like two two first round picks. Was that right? Honestly, it was kind of an info war where everyone was just leaking. Um, information but what what twitter and what bleacher report and all those sources were saying was it was literally ingram hart kuzma ball i think even uh rondo snuck in there somehow and two firsts and two seconds which is four picks okay if that's true i probably would have <laughs> i would have done that trade too but who knows what was actually offered and then what 
we're getting to the point where some of these leaks could just be fake and people are making up stuff. So it's hard to know exactly, but man, I just didn't think LA foresaw the Pelicans being so stubborn in this and just kind of being like, screw you guys. Why do we have to make this trade? This is our best player that we're going to get in forever. Why would we just trade him away? So it kind of reminded me of the Kawhi thing. Um, last year when it was um, Kawhi, you know, demanded his trade, whatever, there was the rift between him and the Spurs staff. Um, and, you know, all the rumors started swirling and the Spurs came out and just said, we're not trading you to LA and we're not trading you in the Western Conference. And that was that. And so it's, you know, it's not unprecedented for teams just to, regardless of the assets they're going to get, they're just going to be petty and take the stand and say, no, we're not trading you there. I don't care what deal we get. And so it's interesting, but I think the Pelicans definitely were doing that with LA. Yeah. And and we could talk about this for an hour because we didn't even get into like whole Lonzo Ball saying, I'm not going to go oh, to New Orleans. I don't even want to get into that because the Ball family is just too much right now. Let's talk about some trades that actually happened. Yeah. So... Marcus Ole going from Memphis Grizzlies to the Toronto Raptors. Raptors. Yeah. At first, I was like, and I think you were too, were just like, oh, I don't know about this. Uh, yeah, I was mad on it. Yeah, but now that the trade deadline happened about a week ago and he, Marcus Ole's played some games, man, it actually looks like a pretty good pickup. He's playing well. He's coming off the bench, which is interesting. Um, I feel like a normal player who you know gets the minutes mark gets and you know puts up the wins and the stats that mark has his whole career he probably a normal average nba player probably wouldn't be okay with moving to the bench but um people in memphis say he just wants to win so it's good for the raptors i it's definitely i know we're starting here but it's definitely not my favorite of the trades um i think it makes the raptors better but i i don't think it pushes them over the top Honestly, when all the trades happened, it was probably my favorite one just from a look. But now that a few games have been played, it's it's probably my least favorite one in the East. I mean, I, the Raptors had to do something because what happened was Philly got Tobias Harris. And I know he's going to be their fourth man and, and things like that. But with, with Philly making a move, I think Toronto had to make a move Absolutely. themselves. And so I think it was almost an, like a necessity, not the fact that they wanted Marcus uh more than Valanchunas, but they needed to get a, a slightly better player version than him. So I think Marcus is a better two-way player. He's got better defense than Valanchunas, and you know it might work out. So it's kind of early to tell right now, but I think uh, Philly and Toronto Raptors definitely got better after the trade deadline. Yeah. So essentially, you know, the three trades are Toronto gets Gasol. Um, Milwaukee gets, um, shoot, Miritich, and um, Philly gets Tobias Harris. And so, yeah, the Toronto thing, it, you know, we already talked about it is what it is. They, their front court of Ibaka and um, Siakam was already performing well, so the fact that they can have another um, big that can play on both ends of the floor is um, it's definitely valuable. But the, the Milwaukee getting Miritich is really interesting because um, obviously Giannis dominates a game but to have a, a shooter like Miritich um, that can actually like I think a huge reason for Golden State's success is if someone has a bad night someone else can step up and literally win the game 
And if Giannis is having a bad night, there's really no one on that roster that can just take over. Um, Miritich is pretty scrappy, and he can he can shoot the lights out. So I think you, you'll see some some games where, you know, maybe the team has a good game plan against Giannis, and Miritich is able to just shoot the lights out and win a game. And then Philly, I mean, we can talk about Philly. They're balling right now. I know they recently just lost, but Tobias Harris looks like the perfect addition to that starting lineup. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And Philly, Philly's still kind of, I think, figuring themselves out. When Joel Embiid, he'll have some of the most amazing games I've ever seen. And to watch that guy play, you're like, man, is this this guy's a top five player in the league, from my opinion, from watching him play. And if he's got that supporting cast of Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler, they're going to go far in the playoffs. And they just need to work out some of the kinks. Because they just they just lost to Boston, who everyone's been writing off Boston because they didn't they didn't look so good uh, as of recently. But it's it's too early to tell. After the All Star break, everyone's going to buckle down, make a big playoff push, and then the playoffs are when it's really going to start looking crazy. So uh, I guess it'd be a perfect time to. It's crazy how you know all this talk, at least in our circles, Mayor, about how the NBA gets shit on and you know. Golden State's going to win it all. Why even watch? Now, all of a sudden, the East is, like, definitely the most interesting conference to watch. Like, as far as playoffs go, because you can't count Boston out, we just talked about three teams that could easily all go to the finals. So, it's exciting. It's it's definitely exciting. And I think, yeah, I think Philly, Philly definitely has the potential to be there. All right. So, before we get into our playoff predictions, we can talk about the one team that is – on the outside looking in that we're not sure if they can make a playoff run is the Lakers. I, I know think we... as of now, they're out. If I, I think the Kings are in as of right today, tonight. So the Lakers just lost to the Hawks, the, the shitty Atlanta Hawks, who <laughs> I, 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 I guess they're tanking, but at the same time, they're still trying. Uh, yeah. During the game, can you explain what happened? 19 and 38 Hawks. Yeah, so the 19 and 38 Atlanta Hawks. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was a big story. Um, LeBron hit the free throw line, and the Atlanta fans chanting at him, "Kobe was better." Um, just it's so funny, especially when you know coming out of the trade deadline, everyone's talking about how those players don't want to be there, and and then all of a sudden they, I just love the polarization of this team, but all of a sudden they beat Boston in Boston and everyone's like oh wait a second maybe this team's legit and then they go and lose to Atlanta it's just so funny and yeah I just looked at the stats they're in 10th Kings are in 8th so we I mean you said it at the beginning of the pod but I think I think LeBron could miss the playoffs which would be nuts and honestly I'm I'm fine with it yeah like when when LeBron was in Cleveland I was I was actually kind of rooting for him because Cleveland's a small market team it's his hometown yeah. He's putting this like ragtag team together where he's pretty much the the centerpiece. And now that he's at a big market like LA, I cannot wait for them to lose. So this is very entertaining to me. I love this. Everyone does not want LeBron to win because he lost the trade deadline. And so every time he's in a game, I feel like the 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 crowd that he's at, they just start yelling these hilarious chants at him, like, oh, uh, LeBron's gonna trade you. LeBron's gonna trade, and then just 
all this great stuff. So I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, so we'll we'll see if they can make a late playoff push, which I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but we'll we'll probably end up talking about them again. Okay, so uh, you already alluded to it, but let's do some playoff predictions as it stands now. I'm looking at them right now. Do you want to start with the East since it's more interesting? Uh, yes, let's do that. Okay, this one's probably pretty quick. Uh, first matchup would be Bucks Pistons. I think we can safely say that might be a sweep. What do you think? Yeah, the the Bucks man with Giannis, they're gonna they're gonna sweep them for sure. I mean, Detroit, Detroit's actually looking a lot better. Reggie Jackson's playing a lot better. Uh, they obviously have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. I don't, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I bet Detroit could get one game. Pistons are weird. Bucks. They went full like fire sale mode, traded away what Bullock, Stanley Johnson, I think one other person, and and so everyone was like, oh, this is it. They're they're getting ready to tear the ship down, and then they're like, oh nope, we're gonna keep our big pieces. So, yeah, I agree. So then the the other matchup is Raptors Hornets. Um, I mean, Kemba looks good, obviously, but I still think the Hornets take that one. Any thoughts there? You said the Hornets will take that one. No, the Raptors. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to make it sure, man. No, yeah, the the <laughs> Raptors should easily win that series. I, I'm amazed that the Hornets are actually that far. That just goes to show you how bad seven. the East is. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the here's this one is crazy. So I didn't even know this. Number three in the East, Pacers. Sneaky good the Pacers are. And guess who they'll play the other sneaky good team, the Brooklyn Nets. Wait, okay, so who do the Pacers even have? Because they lost Victor Oladipo. Uh, that is years. a good question. Who do they uh, even have that's making plays on that team? Um, gosh, I always forget. It's um, I have to, I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's Evan Turner. But don't quote me on that. He might be in Portland. We Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah, I mean he's definitely good. But yeah, and then our you know our boy uh, Wes Matthews is heading to Indianapolis too. That's that's truly a team where it's just a it's a team by committee. There's no superstar on that team, so I, I guess you're right. You could compare them pretty similar to the Brooklyn Nets. So, D'Lo on the Nets has been killing it. Now, now residing in Brooklyn myself, the hype is real. Everyone is in on the Nets. It's it's really fun. They're a fun team to watch. Um, I actually think the Nets would win that series. Um, the first, I guess, the first 20, 25 games, arguably the best player on the Nets was Karis LeVert, and he they just got him back last week. So I think they're going to be pretty dangerous in the playoffs. Have you been to a Brooklyn Nets game this year? Several. Several? Yes, sir. Damn, super fan over here, just betraying the Mavs. My, yeah, my current current company might or might not have a box, so... Hey, I'll be doing the same thing, man. I'm I'm trying to go in as many Mavs games as I can. So, and but yeah, I, I yeah I agree. I was gonna say I agree. The Brooklyn Nets can definitely. I don't know, man. The Pacers are 38 and 20. I, I mean, you crazy. don't you need to be good to get that kind of record. I know they're in the East, but the, they're gonna. That's gonna be probably the best series of the first round, I think. I don't think it'll hold up. Um, 
I don't think the Pacers will finish at, at three, but I agree that would be a fun series. Not as fun as the current four and five, which is Boston Philly. <laughs> so having oh, them yeah. play in the first round would be pretty interesting. That's that's probably a matchup that people would rather see later, but I, I got to take Philly there. I got to take Philly. Yeah, that's going to be a scrappy. I feel like that's going to be a scrappy series because Philadelphia – they, they they just seem like that old Detroit Pistons bad boys team. Like they just got all these, they got these four guys that are just that are super scrappy and just uh, Jimmy Butler is going to talk shit. Joel Embiid is going to talk shit the whole time. Obviously Boston Kyrie Irving's not going to take any shit from nobody. I I'm pretty excited to see that series if if it um, happens in this current format. So yeah, I agree. I think ooh I don't know. Philly should win it. Philly should win, but man, Boston will have these streaks of games where they just look pretty good. Especially Gordon Hayward, he's looking a lot better now. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I just living in New York now. I don't like Boston fans at all, <laughs> and so I'm I'm secretly just downplaying any success they have, even when they win the Super Bowl. Um, but just just for time's sake, who who makes it out of the East? Oh, uh, to the finals? I'm going to say Toronto. Who are they playing in the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, I got to say Milwaukee. I, 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 I want to I go out on a limb and give you, like, an underdog. I want to say the 76ers. I want to say Boston. But, man, the Bucks with Giannis, I don't know. I just I feel like they're still a little bit too young. I don't think they Seating can make wise- that long run. That makes the most sense because they're the one-two. So if the Sixers don't move up pretty dramatically, then they would have to play one of them in the second round. So that makes sense. I think that's a good call. Um, dude, the Raptors are hard, though. They just choke. And I know they have Kawhi now, and he's just a different player, but I'm I'm taking the, I'm taking the 76ers out of the East. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. So let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and move to the West because we need to we need to hurry it up here. It's sad, uh, but the West just isn't interesting to me, and I watch more West West Coast games. It's so it's definitely we could just first glance at the West. You could have a winning record in the West and be out of the playoffs. Hence oh, yeah. the L.A. Clippers right now, yeah. but in the East, Brooklyn Nets, the sixth seed, are even. They're five hundred yep. even. So I, I, the West for sure is is a little bit more competitive, which I think it'll give those players a better edge against the East whenever the finals comes around. But let's go ahead and break down the West. So, Warriors number, Kings, obviously, I think both of us are going to take the Warriors with little commentary. Yes, but the Kings they're looking on the up right now. So I, I like I'm not sure if they're going to hold on to that eighth seed. I think. Uh, some other teams below them can maybe sneak in there. <laughs> maybe the tenth seed. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe those Mavs. I don't know. Oh yeah, we're eleven. Win... Never mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We. It might be a pipe dream, but uh, they're gonna have to hold on to that spot. Um, I think we can agree. Warriors should win that single-handedly. Yep. Next up, Denver Nuggets, San Antonio Spurs. I, I like the Nuggets a lot. I think uh, Jokic is is. I don't I don't want to say Luca esque, but there's not really a player that 
has the skill set that he has. So the Joker, uh, he as he as he's dubbed, he is really good. So he's going to carry that team, especially past the Spurs. But you know, I I don't know when I don't I don't want to count out Greg Popovich's team. Uh, they could they could probably make it a close series, but I think the Nuggets will win that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next up, OKC and the Utah Jazz. So this this if they played, this is so funny because I'm so low on the Jazz and so high on the Thunder. Um, I I'm gonna take the Thunder in four, and also say if any team in the West could beat the Warriors somehow, it's the Thunder. The so I think and we're looking at current playoff rankings right now. But I easily think the Thunder will make its way up to the two seed because mm-hmm. um, they're kind of low right now. Uh, but man, Paul George is playing absolutely berserk right now. Russell Westbrook is is typical vintage Russell Westbrook. He's gonna pass around the ball. Stephen Adams is doing great. They they're my one team that I think could beat the Warriors. Uh, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. I I think. Uh... I can't remember. I heard it on definitely a sports podcast, but um, the the reasoning of if if the Thunder are going to play the Warriors close just based on talent, and then you add in the fact that Kevin Durant's going to have to win at least one or two games in Oklahoma City, that that gives them a little bit of an edge, just that emotional side of it. And um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't think it's likely, but um, don't count it out. Okay. PG thirteen. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we'll see how playoff P does in the playoffs because he usually chokes. So <laughs> it should be good. But he's I think he's finally healed completely up from that torn ACL that he suffered a couple years ago. So he's looking like his uh, old self again. And then let's get to this last matchup. Portland Trailblazers, Houston Rockets. I think this one's pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean the Mavs just beat the Blazers. I don't think they're that good. Well, they did, the Blazers, as of today, did just get Enos Cantor. <laughs> Woo! Enos the penis himself. He's going to be great for that team. <laughs> so over it. Speaking of being here in New York, talk about a guy that everyone hates. Yeah, he... Uh, holy shit, we're getting some live info here. Yeah, I saw Your that. Nets. Oh, my, my Nets. God. Triple overtime, what's up? Jeez, D-Lo... With the ice in his veins again, jeez. We'll we'll have to break that down uh, next week. But man, that looks like a basketball is getting really good right now. It's I don't know if it's because I don't have football to distract me, but man, these games are getting better and better and better. It's uh, it might make it a little more interesting, but it was against the Cavs. But still, <laughs> still, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. <laughs> I'll take a triple overtime winner for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So that's that's the current playoff predictions. Yeah. Um, wait. Hold on. Actually, get... wait. Who? I feel like we don't even have to do this. But who comes out of the West? The Warriors. Oh. Uh. Yeah. No. For sure. Uh. uh It'll be OKC Warriors Western Finals. It, Seven barring games, barring it. any major injury, which these teams are getting pretty good at not getting injured that badly. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, Warriors and... I'm saying Warriors and Raptors. You're saying Warriors and 76ers? Mm. All right. Yeah. I like it. 
we're putting it out there. Predictions, book them. Into the world. Yep. All right. So that's a look of, of the whole NBA. We're going to get into some deep dive of Mavs talk here, and we're going to bring on our uh, our friend Stash. And um, he's not with us right now, but let's uh, we'll bring him in here uh, in one second. 